Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. I'm Phil McKinney. I'm the president and CEO of Cable Labs. Phil, good to see you again. It's always, Jeff. It's always great to spend some time with you. Yeah, so we're here in uh, lovely Denver on your bus yep. in the uh, the middle of the floor of uh, <laughs> Cable Tech Expo 2023. And, you know, we talked, we did this last year mm-hmm. in this vessel. Yeah. So for people who don't know... All right, just give, give, give the quick rundown. Like, tell us where we are, what you know, what what this is. So this is uh, my private bus, but I also have uh, my recording studio built into the bus for my podcast, Killer Innovations. So this way, when I travel around, I can invite guests to come onto the bus and uh, be part of the conversation about innovation and creativity. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on again. Someday I'll have to like be on this when it's moving, you know, and kind of see what that experience is. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's uh, I had all five of my grandkids on the bus this summer. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes it that makes an exciting experience. Mm, yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, oh, they think playground it's, they in the think, back here. Yeah. yeah, four bunks, and they think mm. they, they, they 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 it's their bus. They've made it with grandkids. Mm-hmm. They've made it quick. It's no longer Papa's bus. It's their no, bus. No, you're you're just driving it. I'm yeah. just I'm I'm the private driver. We're doing my, the experience for my wife yeah. and the grandkids. It's all about my wife and the grandkids. Okay. I'm okay. I'm sixth fiddle, I guess is the way to put it. Okay, all right, <laughs> that works. You know, uh, as long as you know you understand your place. I, I, I understand my role, <laughs> and as I say, my role in my family is to shut up and sign the check. Oh, <laughs> I think there's a few people like that. Yeah, I understand it, but you, you take it well. You know, so I appreciate that. So, uh, so we're you know we're getting uh, we're kind of still kind of in the middle of the show in a way. We still have another day to go, but. Um, you know, one thing I noticed at this year's show, you know, granted, you know, last year we're kind of coming out of the the pandemic where there's all, you know, the, there wasn't live in-person mm-hmm. events. And, uh, you know, I think people were happy to get back together, but you know, it was a little more subdued. It feels like this show it has a different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very uh, active. There's a lot of excitement. There's, uh, it feels like there's a lot more people here yep. in general but uh you know let's the, the start there you know, your general impressions on you know what, what you've seen this show to be and any reasons why you, you think it is the way it is right now well i i will echo your sentiment the energy here at the show is is phenomenal it's been very exciting we've uh we ended up selling north of 108 percent of the show floor space we ended actually ended up, had to expand it we have 75 vendors. This is their very first tech expo that they've ever attended. Um, we've expanded, so we have the mobile pavilion sponsored by, by Rogers here for five for the 5G and 6G work we're doing. We also have the sustainability pavilion that brings together the, the industry's work on energy and sustainability, plus the normal vendor. So the energy is phenomenal. Plus, we've brought together other communities. Uh, one is, is today, Wednesday here at the show, is uh, Policy Day. So we partnered with NCTA and actually brought what's called the Legislative Academy here. So that's 75 state legislators plus federal regulators are all here on the show floor, making them available to where, to meet with technology thought leaders because they're very interested in understanding where technology is going so that policy can uh, can keep up with the rate of innovation that the industry is bringing forward. And that's just a very unique opportunity to bring policy and technology together at the same time. But everybody is 
super excited. If you look at the registration, um, the registration here for this week's show has exceeded the registration the last time we were in Denver, which was 2017. And so, oh, so even, even pre-COVID, pre, yeah. we're, we're beyond okay. what was, you know, there's always was pre-COVID and then there was always kind of yeah. a decline and back. We actually beat the 2017 numbers for here in Denver the yeah. last time we were here. Because it felt like for a while, like the show was like, hey, flat's like the new growth, you know, and, and uh, but yeah, so you definitely exceeded it. And one, one thing I was thinking about, uh, like one of the reasons maybe why there, there's a, you know, more energy, more excitement, uh, is the evolution of the HFC network. And um, you know, we've been talking about Doxus 4.0 for a mm-hmm. while, uh, the 10G initiative in 2019. But this year, you know, there's a lot of like, like tangible news about like Doxus 4.0 product and service versus uh, it being me about talking to everybody about ESD versus FDX and, <laughs> and having that conversation for the you know 20th time. But, you know, it seems like there's some unification happening. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got Comcast starting to uh, deploy it. We're seeing product out on the floor, you know, for yep. the uh, not just the CPE, but other yep. elements of the network. So uh, when you kind of put that together, I mean, where is Doxus 4.0 right now? And I, I know you guys are gear you're geared up right. to start testing yeah we were we've announced that we are fully ready to do certification testing via curio the subsidiary of cable labs the uh we've we've completed two of the doxis 4 interop so that's where the vendors all come together plug their gear together um third interop will be at the towards the end of november um and that is focusing on proactive network maintenance um so that'll be the third interop uh, we've already got devices in that are uh, into Curio, so and in in and for uh, early that early test, early evals. So there's a lot of excitement. You know, Comcast publicly recently made their announcement of deploying Doxus Four here in Colorado is one of the early uh, the early markets for that. But then here on the show floor, Comcast has got a booth. They're showing. Their work, you got Charter showing their work, um, and then you got all the vendor community. And there's a lot of Doxus Four on the floor, so it's yeah. it's definitely the 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 uh, you know the the hot item that everybody's talking about. And we're just at that point where deployments are are going to start ramping up here. Yeah. You know. Well, another thing I was thinking about too, and I, I think this is maybe just like a happy coincidence, right? Like this is kind of in my when I'm kind of look at it, it's like a big year for Doxus 4.0 mm-hmm. at this show, and it happens to be the 40th anniversary of yep. uh, Cable Tech Expo. So was that all planned or just a, a happy happy <laughs> well, coincidence? You know? well, I don't know about that because mm-hmm. we didn't we uh, we acquired SCTE two years ago, so I don't know if I could quite take credit yeah, to, be think, that, to be that much foresight well, out like, there. Like if you guys could think 40 years ahead, I mean, that, that's impressive. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We timed Doxus 4 mm-hmm. to the 40th <laughs> anniversary. No, so Doxus I mean, wasn't even invented yet. Yeah, no, like, Doxus didn't exist. It's like we're no, the, right? And that well, year it's going to be four zero. Cable Labs is only thirty five years old, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. SCTE is now what fifty two years for SCTE to be around. So, yeah, no, I mean forty years for a show like this to still be around. When you think about all the shows that have not survived, not just in our industry, but in other industries, you know, I remember. In my early days in Silicon Valley, Comdex was the big show. It's huge. And now yeah. they, yeah. you know, that's gone, right? Yeah. So 
the longevity of a show like this is is is, is, is a pretty powerful testament to the industry and most importantly is is the collaboration that occurs even amongst competitors you know one of the things that's very very unique to our industry compared to any other industry that i have ever been involved in bar none is the level of cooperation you go set and you, when they do an interop that's five days very intense at cable labs and you got vendors sitting right next to each other helping debug each other's things as they're doing the plug fest you know, the competition thing just kind of goes away and let's get this interop working so that when right. these things get deployed in the field, they're just going to work. And then it's, it's, uh, then it's time to battle. Right. You know, then it's, <laughs> then it's, then it's on price and availability. You got to keep and, your powder dry for that. You know? Yeah. Well, and one of the, and we have some very strict yeah. rules in the interop about, yeah. you know, nothing that's done in the interop, you don't you can't share it out external, those kinds of things. Yeah. But what's interesting is if you look at like the engineers who are there from the vendors, these have all been people that have been doing these interops for decades. They may have changed business card as to who vend what vendor they're on. But you know, yeah, we compete, but we're also, you know, cooperating because we know it's good for the industry. If it's good for the industry, it's good for all of us. Yeah, you gotta go compete and offer a better product and and for cable apps, the only thing we focus on really is the interfaces. That's what the specifications are for Doxis. It's not how internally how it works. We just focus on the interfaces. That internal, that's where the vendors add their secret sauce. That's where they're investing their innovation to create a differentiated product, and that's what they win on. Not on, you know, trying to compete on compatibility, you know, being proprietary on their interfaces. Standardize the interface. Don't waste your R&D on that. Focus your R&D inside your product and innovate there. And the vendors who've been around for a while get it. And it's what is exciting is we're seeing newer vendors coming in that are, you know, look, you know, coming into the market. And we've actually had some conversations here at the show where vendors who were in the market, who left the market, now want to come back into the market. Oh, really? Yeah, so are so, they coming in about for, for next year? Or, yeah, like, yeah how, for how do I get in? New yeah. pro- well, not just for the show, but oh. for Doxus. Oh, okay. You know, they used to be oh, in really? the Doxus space. They've left. They now want to come oh, back. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we refer to those as boomerangs. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, candidates for potential boomerangs, I think, in that market, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a and, lot of and, consolidation and, and, and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that's it. We've seen a lot of consolidation. You know, and the question is, is okay, is there enough scale to, for viability, right? You want a healthy yeah. ecosystem. You know, I spent a good chunk of my career in the PC consumer electronics world. Tough ecosystem to, to keep healthy, given the margins when you're operating yeah. at three and a half, four percent operating profit. Hard to be healthy. But, you know, we work really hard to be vendor neutral, encourage, you know, vendors coming into the space, um, and making sure that, you know, they're given all the full advantage to be a to be a healthy participant in the ecosystem. It doesn't make any sense to bring a vendor in that's not gonna that they can't sustain their business. Right. Right. And I wanna back up a little bit to uh to the the whole 10G mm-hmm. discussion and initiative and you know roadmap and again yeah I remember being there in 2019 you know trying to get my my head around uh, what that was going to be about <laughs> uh, you know and of course like I said I, I you know initially everyone focuses on the speeds and feeds aspect of it now one thing I did notice at this show is um, there, there was a lot more discussion and emphasis on some other the, the a couple of the other attributes. 
mm-hmm. of the initiative, particularly around uh, reliability and also security. You know, it was it was a uh, uh, definitely a bigger topic. It felt like at this show than in the past. But um, maybe you can talk a little bit about you know th- those couple of elements and why it was important to to put the spotlight on it. Yeah. So when we announced. The, the 10G program, Cable Labs with uh, NCTA at the uh, 2019 Consumer Electronics Show. It's basically four attributes. Speed, there's latency, then there's reliability, and then there's security slash privacy. Speed is the one that everybody focused in on early on, right? So it's the get, easiest one for us to understand, you know? Well, yeah. it's what historically is an industry, how we yeah. sell. Yeah. You know, you're selling on speed, so you get to, yeah. you know, and this is, Remember, this is 2019, so full year plus before COVID, right? Um, and so, you know, announcing that people are going to do one gig. And then within that next year, we at the CS in 2020, uh, so right before COVID started, we announced that the, the cable operators in the U.S. had already built out one gig to 80% of homes. Then COVID hit. I think the network did pretty darn well, given that you shoved everybody home. Well, there were, I think there's like, thank goodness we had the headroom in there to take that hit. And it kind of did show that, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, these, these guys were not, uh, basing their capacity on being on a knife's edge. You know, (laughs) they, they definitely had to stay, they wanted to make sure they're ahead of it. Little did they know. Yeah, well, they need to be that in that situation now. Yeah. Well, what the operators typically do yeah. is they're building in two years capacity. Yeah, that's what the plan is. And basically, we sucked up two years of capacity in the first sixty days of COVID. Right, yeah. but then it, not only that, it changes your entire strategy of your network. They used to do maintenance in the middle of the afternoon because everybody was at work and everybody's at school. Can't do maintenance at two o'clock in the afternoon if Johnny's got a test. He's got to be on a Zoom call with his teacher. So it changes the whole op. It changed the whole operations of the industry, you know, with, with with those things, and and the reliability also became a higher priority um, because of the fact that people, you know, you had two parents, three kids in the house, all trying to be on classes and work and all this other kind of stuff, and you know, Johnny goes in and downloads is downloading a big mega game, you know, onto his Xbox and hoses up dad's zoom call you got a couple issues there right Mm -hmm. and so you know we we all be at speed was important consumers now have changed their focus they're looking at that reliability the security because we've seen all the headlines on security breaches those types of things but the one area that we did and it actually launched but we started working on it six years ago was low latency because it isn't just about, okay, low latency and you claim it and you put it into a modem. You need the Wi-Fi access point suppliers to support that low latency. You need retail modems to be able to support low latency. You need, in some cases, the gaming industry because there's certain ways that they can actually take advantage of that low latency by tagging their packets so they get uh, identified for queue management. So you have all these things. And we worked on that for six years, and it hit right in 2020. 2021 is when low latency actually could start to, to be deployed. So these things are, are long bets. These aren't, you know, you know, hurry up and do it in the next quarter. But so 10G has been laid out and been worked on for, for quite some time. And these ones that we're working on right now, reliability. 
is 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 probably the number one, and and then uh, privacy and security. And you saw a lot of the vendor support on new things around the, around the privacy and security. Consumers are consumers are focused on that. Okay, well, great. Well, I think last thing I was thinking about is um, everything that's on your plate. I mean, what what's the big priority? You know, for the rest of this year, heading into to next year for you. <laughs> I mean, if you had to boil it down to you know one or two, well, what's what's I don't at know, the, the top? The joke is, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. Oh, you yeah. know, um, no, well, I mean, I, I, I am in your bus. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you got in here. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, from a from a, a cableized perspective, you know, we're pretty hyper focused on Doxus Four and the deployments and rollouts um, within the members. Um, the other area is, you know, we're at an in, we're getting to a phase in the coherent optics, fiber optics, pawn uh, work that's uh, we've attracted a lot of the optical vendors partners on that. So that we're at a pretty exciting space on that for. 100, 200 gig pawn. And then the one thing that, that we're all interested in is we think that the, we think the network is shifting from being a speed-focused type of network and kind of point features to more around converged services. So things that you're seeing like Charter doing where they've converged the Wi-Fi product with their mobile product. So you get oh, speed, speed boost, speed boost those yeah. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really solving... You know that integrated experience where just your devices just connect. You don't, they don't, you don't have this issue like sticky Wi-Fi and you have to turn your Wi-Fi on in order to get data to send. Those kinds of things. Okay. So, uh, so I think those are you know those are really the three areas that we're focused on right now. Okay. Well, great. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it today. But uh, glad I got a chance to catch you here at the show and uh, yeah there was uh, plenty to see and uh, plenty of news for us to cover and I'm, I've got like a notebook full of things to, <laughs> to sort through but uh, again Phil thanks a lot for your time thanks a lot Jeff thanks for coming on the bus sure thing